Hello everyone and welcome to Capes, Cows and Masks, the show where we uncover the world of soups and science fiction. And welcome to one of our deep dive episodes where we pick a topic or a discussion point and go deep into what it means for us and our guests. So I'm your host as always, Jake Hart. I'm a podcaster, a sound designer and a writer for Fresh Take Hub. And I'm joined by my fellow co-host... Hi there, the uh, beautiful and amazing Tom Gapper here, your comic book shogun and uh, staunch Capwolf campaigner. We're going to get that guy on the air. We're going to do it. <laughs> Never going to let that die. So nope. if you're a frequent listener of the show, you'll know that this podcast primarily focuses on movies and TV shows, you know, centered around superheroes and cape shit, as we like to say in the show. So this episode, we thought we're going to go... D- deep into the comic books themselves, the stuff that inspired the very things we see on our screen. And we'll, you know, we'll be talking about our own experiences with comic books and also giving listeners out there who maybe want to get into comics but haven't yet our own sort of guide to starting to collect and read. So naturally for this show, we have to bring in our comic Shogun Tom, but we also have a very special guest who is fully immersed into the world of comics Please welcome to the show a comic connoisseur, a content creator, an actor, and a cosplayer, Michael Ajid. Welcome, Michael. Hey, guys. You know what? I'm honored for the invite. Trust me, I'm real touched. I'm actually real excited because I've been listening to you guys for quite a while. So, yeah. <laughs> nice one. We, we really appreciate you um, listening to us, man. We hope you've been enjoying our show. And it, it was our mutual friend, Rob Ailing, who... Uh, told us to get in touch he was like you guys gotta gotta collab and do something so here we are and i thought since you're the comic connoisseur this would be the perfect show to bring you on and collaborate with our very own comic shogun as tom gapper is the comic connoisseur on capes cows and mask he knows this i like that name you know that comic shogun i really like that name it it took weeks of uh, peer reviews and like testing and we finally landed on shogun and i'm glad we did um, just don't expect me to command an army of samurai, IRL. I don't have the qualifications for that. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> All right, so l- let's get into this. Like, Michael, I'll start with you. Like, w- why did you start collecting comics? And, like, when did you start collecting comics? Is there a particular story? Was w- w- Were you introduced to the movies or TV shows first or the cartoons, or were you straight in with the books? Okay, I started with Christopher Reeve, Superman. Young age, let's say seven age. I was seven, yeah. And me, I'm dyslexic. So all I can resonate is just watching Superman. I, just, I was just marveled by just him flying around, doing all this stuff in the movie. So now on a Sunday, I remember my mom gave me money to go and get her some stuff from the corner shop. So, I, you know... Being a little kid I am, just go and get my mom some of the stuff, like the onions, the plum peel, tomatoes and stuff. But in, the, in this newsagent, it had a Superman comic. I just wanted it. And I said to the shopkeeper, is it possible that um, I can have that comic and I'll give, I give you the money later on during the week because you know I come here regularly. And he goes, yeah, why not? Gave it to me. I swear to you, that comic... I went backwards and forwards just looking at the pictures. I couldn't read, so I was just looking at the pictures. And I was so engaged with the pictures because I saw Superman. He's punching, he's flying, he's doing all this stuff. And it was just really engaging. I had to force myself to learn how to read so I understand what was going on in that comic book. Then once I learned what was going on, I just wanted more comics. Now I've got a collection of 41,000 comics. 
That's wow. A lot of comics. <laughs> that's that's that, that's some story right there. So in a way, like co- in a way, comics taught you how to read, which yes. is just fantastic. Like, uh, Tom, do you have a particular like story where you were like, now I'm going to start collecting comics? Did you were, in, were you introduced to like the films first as well? Yeah, I mean, like like my my sort of origin into my secret origin of delving into comics is like several different moments in my life like a couple of false starts and then i finally got into it and it was like initially the spider-man films came out toby Maguire, so i saw those loved those and then similar to michael actually um my parents gave me money to go to the shop to get some stuff i noticed that they had ultimate spider-man there actually the first issue of ultimate spider-man and i was just like well i just got my pocket money as well so yeah i'm gonna pick that up and then i went there the next week and they had ultimate x-men now I was probably about like, I don't know, nine, ten at the time, maybe possibly younger. I probably shouldn't have been reading Ultimate X-Men, <laughs> but I was. Um, and, and yeah, just unfortunately, the newsagent stopped selling comics. So that kind of fizzled out. And then it was a few years later after like watching some more films and all that. Funnily enough, it was playing the Deadpool video game when I was just like, hmm. Deadpool seems cool. I'm going to read some of his comics. And by some of them, I mean all of them. I basically read all of Rob Liefeld's run after like downloading them slightly illegally. Now, I, I'm usually a big detractor of Rob Liefeld, but his Deadpool was... It, it was great. And then that just... That really like kicked everything off for me because then I was just like, well, I kind of like Deadpool and he's the character who's not taking himself seriously. So I wonder what the characters are like with the books are actually taking themselves seriously and then that's how i just like started getting into comics more like i just kept looking up lists online of like these are the comics you have to read if you're just getting started um these are like the seminal runs the most important ones so i started on civil war by mark miller which as listeners of the show will know is probably quite funny because i'm not actually a fan of mark miller But yeah, I read through Civil War and I was like, this is so cool. And all these other characters are cool. Like Luke Cage is cool. Captain America's cool. Tony's cool. I need to read more of their comics. And so I picked up more of their comics. And then I'd be introduced into new characters like, whoa, Jessica Jones. This is amazing. Iron Fist. This is amazing. And it just like steamboat from there. And then like eventually I was like, okay, Marvel's great. Let's go to DC. And uh, yeah. And then just since then, it just... I'm just, I've become obsessed with comics. I read comics literally every single day now without fail. Welcome to my world, Shogun. Welcome to my world. <laughs> it's a good world to be in. Good world to be in. Yeah, I think I have a similar experience to you guys, uh, you especially, Michael, with the news agency, because uh, I come from Gibraltar, and back in Gibraltar, there's, when I was like growing up, there's nothing to do with comic books at all. Like, it was severely frowned upon, like, you know, superheroes and stuff like that. You were seen as, like, the weird kid if you were into that sort of stuff. And for me, my first exposure to it was Batman the Animated Series. Like, as soon as I saw that, I was just thrown into the world of Gotham and the world of Batman. Used to watch it daily, like, after school while eating dinner, you know, just, like, obsessed with it. Then at some point, I went into the news agency... And I was just getting something from like my parents or something. And there it was. There it was, a Batman comic and ne- right next to a Superman comic. And very much like you, Michael, I went, yo, can I just get these? And I'll, you know, because I come here all the time. Like, you know, it was the only news agency in all of Gibraltar that sold comics. Like, nowhere else did it. This was the only place. 
And then I remember getting two pounds a week from my dad as pocket money, and that would buy me into two comics. And I had to make a choice. Am I going to buy Batman, Superman, X-Men, or Doctor Strange? Because those were weirdly the only titles they were bringing in. So that's why I also have such a fond memory of reading Doctor Strange and all those weird psychedelic artwork, and I'm just being like, oh my god. But for me, the thing that really kicked it off which probably says a lot about my taste now, is that the first graphic novel I was given was The Killing Joke. <laughs> oh, yes. I know, yeah, yes. right? Um, I was must have been about like, I don't know, like 10 or 11, you know, getting to that sort of adolescent age of, you know, getting angsty and stuff like that. And I just watched like the uh, would you, um, Tim Burton Batman movies and my dad was like well I found this in the library like apparently it's inspired like the movies you watch and after I read that I was like wait a second comics can be this comics can go really dark and adult and you know I had to sort of hide that as well at times I was like I don't think people should be seeing me reading this so that's <laughs> uh, sort of <laughs> my experience of comics and maybe why a lot of my tastes now are so dark because I was introduced to those dark concepts so so early in my life but um michael why do you still collect comics now like what is it about comics that keeps bringing you back every wednesday to that store so basically the best way i can say that is i see it as my wednesday is my new weekend it's my new saturday if that if that makes any sense because i know there's gonna be a stack of comics i'm gonna be reading and will help me forget that i'm going to work or it helped me forget if I had a rubbish day or wh whatever it is. That's why I am still reading. Com I'm still reading comics because I like to keep up to date what's going on with the with the characters and currently right now what's happening with them because clearly it's still uh, it's still a forever green type of content that's still going on. Their lives are never ending, or there's some kind of renewal of their their, their 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 story, or there's a new angle that our writers found about this character they can write about and. It's just always, always, always takes my mind out of it. Like, for example, when Dan Slott done um, a Superior Spider-Man, I would never in a million years think that I would enjoy that. But I did. And I went on for, what, 33 issues? Come on. The fact that Doc Cox in Peter Parker's body, and it's not like, oh, okay, next issue, Peter Parker's back. This went on for 33 whole issues. If that won't bring you back to reading comics, come on. I know a lot of people revolted against it, but that says a lot in itself. Oh, let's go, let's go, let's go back. Let's go way back. Let's talk about um, Flashpoint. That's another comic. When you read that, you think to yourself, whoa, and that was in early 2010, late 2000, like early 2011 or so. That comic, yeah, Flash went back to save his mum and everything got distorted. Everything. Okay, let's go back a little bit further. Let's talk about Invincible. 2003. When I read that comic now, I thought this was going to be trash. My friend in the comic book store goes, look, Michael, read this. I reckon this is up your alley. I went, this is from... I don't usually get... Why? Just, Michael, just trust me. I went, okay, whatever. When I read that first issue, my eyes opened wide. And I went, where's the next issue due? Put that out of my standing <laughs> order. Straight, I didn't even hesitate. You understand? Now everyone's seen it, the the, the the TV series. Now everyone wants to know who's Omni Man, who's this character, who's that character. Oh, oh, 
ain't, ain't ever, it's who's bulletproof when is he coming out and obviously for us readers we are fully aware of what's going on we only see, they only seen 12 issues we only seen they only seen 8 episodes but that's 12 issues you understand I like reading comic books because I have friends that come back to me and have conversations about these particular things that's why I like reading continue reading it because I feel like people that don't like comic books or they've seen an episode or something and it's called the interest I'm their go-to person to have these conversations with where I thought in never in a million years I'll be sitting down with this particular particular chick and sitting down and talking to her about comic books it's a different time it's a different time to what it was no I was going to say 20 years ago but hell even 10 years ago exactly you wouldn't have thought it'd be put cool to talk about comic books with girls you know what I mean Tom what about yourself like why do you keep going back to comics because they're just so good man I mean it, it's like you both said like just like occasionally you, you you read through some comics where you're like yeah this is all right this is decent but then you read another one which completely like blows your mind and you're just like holy shit like it, it kind of like what you say when you're just like wait comics can do this like the first comic that truly blew my mind in that way was annihilation that whole series from marvel like i i fell in love with richard Ryder as nova like so quickly and just that like my whole like opinion on the marvel cosmos is like based on annihilation and so like when they kind of were just like sort of shove all that away and then you've got like scott adds in charge of the nova core and stuff i was a bit like basically when bendis was in charge of the cosmic side i was kind of like eh. but then when they start bringing in things from annihilation i get excited again and that's another great reason to stay into comics is because like you might come across something which you love and it disappears, and you're sad, but then it will appear again, and it'll always be done in a way where you're just like, holy shit, like, it's always just like, holy shit, Thanos is still alive, because of course he is, or just like, holy shit, Richard Ryder is still alive, and, like, people make fun of it, because it's just like, no one stays dead in comics, except for Uncle Ben. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. Nothing Wednesday now, that she's back. But yeah, it's, it's just like, every time I think, like, I understand what comics can do and what they are just something comes along and just blows it out of the water completely and like that's before i even got into grant morrison and since reading grant morrison i am now of the opinion the comics are the greatest medium on the world because they just are i concur i definitely concur with you there bro bold statements from both of you and which which is a perfect segue into sort of what i want to discuss next like michael for you like what do you think separates comics from other visual media like movies and tv like for people who don't get it if you're like pitching to them why what is different about this to seeing it on screen okay your imagination does everything for you you understand forget reading a book where you're reading twilight or whatever bs there or harry potter and stuff like that when you're looking at a comic they already got the visual aspect of what the character's doing and what they're saying your mind automatically makes the move like the the moving images come together. If that makes any type of sense, it's a storyboard come to life with a script written onto it. That's the best way I could depict it. Because look at it this way: how many times we've seen a film or a TV show use the same contents from what we've read and deviated for it or put their own nuance to it? Why can't you just use what you just read? It's not wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. But they're always trying to differ from it some way somehow. So comic books is the source. It's the actual source that opens your mind and everything to it. 
And even let's put it this way: how many times you watched a movie or a TV show, and they changed the particular scene or the the bad guys or the superheroes' abilities? You think why? Why? Because it, it only works for their particular narrative. Because only works for TV or it works for film. Naji, it doesn't. Nah, you just chose to do that because you decided to be a dick. <laughs> Uh, you get that a lot, I think, a lot with um, costumes prim- primarily is the big thing, isn't it? Where they go, oh, well, those costumes, they're not going to look good in the film. You know, they're all w- w- wacky and wookie. It won't work. And then I go, well, did you see Far From Home? They pulled off Mysterio. Like, if you can pull off Mysterio, it's anything's game right now. Do you know what I mean? To be fair... To be fair, if you could pull off Mysterio, if you could pull off Vulture, because when they, I remember Far From Home, when they mentioned, not Far From Home, Homecoming, when they mentioned Vulture, I was the first one, hands up, was cussing, 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 cussing. I went, Vulture, out of all superhero, supervillains, Vulture, an old man with wings, Naji, I couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. And I was cussing, cussing, cussing. Then I saw the artwork. Then I saw the trailer. And I said, God forgive me. That's what I said. Because I was wrong. And I was I was glad I stand corrected. But your point with the Mysterio uh, segment there, yeah, Jake, you're fully right. Because Mysterio is like one of those far-fetched type of supervillains to pull off. And a guy with a fishbowl in his head. But they did it. They did it and it was on Smash. And it's believable as well. That's that's the important thing. They made it somehow work. But I was like, fucking hell, great. Tom, what about you? What is your like experience of like why do you maybe prefer the comics to like the movies or the TV experience? Well, it, it is kind of just like Michael said, is the fact that you you've got the pictures there, so your mind just automatically fills in the gaps and like you see the sound effects like written there, like snicked or bamf or thoom. But you hear them in your head rather than you just reading them out and you can hear the noises and it just like it just adds to this whole thing. And basically you're just helping create this world almost. And it is just the fact that in comics you can do things that you simply cannot do in television, in film or even just in regular books like Animal Man by Grant Morrison. Oh, if you want to know why comics are superior to every other medium, read Animal Man by Grant Morrison or read his Doom Patrol, or read Hickman's Fantastic Four, or Hickman's Avengers, mm-hmm. or read Tanahesi Coates' Black Panther, or read just read pretty much any comic, to be honest. There's just like any Doctor Strange comic. There's just so much imagination put into these worlds and so much like love put into these characters. Like reading any of Kirby and Lee's like Fantastic Four. Reading the coming of Galactus. I mean, it's just, it's just a excuse the pun, but it's just a marvel to look at these things, and to just read these things because like it has the best of both worlds. It has the visual aids. This you can see what's happening. You can see the emotions in the characters' faces and the awesome fight scenes, but you also get like what the characters are thinking and what like what's going on in the world around. Like what 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 is just happening overall. You just get such. You get so much more detail than you would get from a film or TV show, which kind of either has to like lazily explain everything to to you or film it in a way that they hope that you'll somehow pick up on these nuances that the comic just outright gives you. And it gives you a whole new appreciation for the characters. Like 
you watch any film with you're going to think he's a straight up villain you read any comic with dr doom in and you're going to be like okay he's a bit of a dickhead but he's way more than just a villain he is so nuanced and so beautifully written over the years same with black adam in in the in the dc nuanced character that like sure I mean, not in the Rock film, but in any other like project, you would just see Black Adam as like, <laughs> oh, he's the villain, he's the big bad guy. But comics is just every character is more than what you think they are. Yeah, there's much more of a um, in a monologue to them. It's not just straight up. I'm the good guy. I'm here to do it. Like, ugh. I remember having an argument with my friends about Iron Man. This is um, this is like after Avengers has come out, the first Avengers movie came out. And I was saying to them, oh, they got Iron Man sick. Yeah, he, he's armoured. I go, guys, before 2008, you guys didn't even know who Iron Man fucking was. So don't come to me and say how sick he was and everything like that, where you don't know shit about him. Let's, I go, let's deep it. Name me at least five of his villains. If you can do that, then I'll, I'll take my word back. They could have just named one. And that was the Mandarin, the Mandarin. Oh, I go, why is that? Is that from the cartoon you guys watched back in the day in Fox Kids? Swine. It gets me angry every single time thinking about it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Let me just, yeah. I just had to get off my chest. No, that's, that's fine, man. That's fine. I think, yeah, Tom, you bring a great point that sometimes comics just do things that you can't replicate on screen. Like, this is a basic bitch sort of one, but Watchmen is the perfect example. Like, Watchmen is specifically designed to be a comic like there's no other way of telling that story say what you want about the film visually it looks like the comic but what did people complain about the changes from the comic you're like well why did you change it it's perfect as it is and then so when i go I, when you when michael said like why are they changing things in the films and stuff like that i think what damon lindenloft did with the watchmen tv series is probably the best approach of almost approaching this if you're going to adapt it don't adapt the original source material, build off it in a film or TV sort of experience in a different way rather than replicating it because whatever's written has been written. It's like sort of set in stone. Why would you try to better that in a way if you're trying to adapt it? So it's sort of interesting stuff to think about. But then again, do you think sometimes the films and TV do better than the comics, Michael? Like, Well, let's give you a perfect example. The Flash TV series. As the Flash is my super favorite superhero, and that's upset me. Because when they first when they first started with that show, I went, okay, I'm gonna give this a chance. And as it started first season, it just went up, and as the season ended, straight down, and it's still plummeting. It's crashed. Now it's gone through the water. I it's still sinking, but it's still continuing it. We are the why. <laughs> Oh, don't, 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 don't. It's nice to like don't go, land don't go there, don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually me on the receiving end of that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I'll give you one, though. Like, I wouldn't say it's better than the source material, but I think it's improved upon it in certain ways, and that's the boys. The boys? The, the comics are... Look, mate, the comics are fantastic, but I just think the TV series has turned that in a more nuanced way. It's not so much... You know... It, okay, it, as graphic it's, as it is and everything, 
Shogun, that's that's a good rating. I'll give you that. 72 issues over the weekend. I'll give you that one. That is 72 issues. 72. I was I was a changed man by the end of it. Like by the end, I was just like, I have no hope for humanity anymore. That was just so just grim. I have seen things. I have seen things that no one can understand. Blame Garth Innes. <laughs> Just blame him. Oh, I do. I do. But I. it's weird because I love that man, but I also hate him because... Because uh, it's like, I, could, I couldn't stop... I wanted to stop reading The Boys at several points, but I just could not stop. And then by the end of it, I was like, holy shit, there was an actual great story within this. And like the ending of The Boys is probably one of the best endings to any comic book series I've ever read personally like i that's how much like it resonated with me like i don't want to spoil it just in case they adapt any of it oh for this sorry. I was, I, you know i was ready to go there i was actually ready to go there but yeah don't don't don't, 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 don't spoil it don't spoil it, don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah but you're just like yeah the way it ended in the comics i was just like oh wow so yeah, I hope the the series does it justice. Though I don't imagine they're gonna do it one for one as the comic. No, nah, they won't. They're already, you know they deviated a lot already from there. But that was a good point you brought up there, Jake. I do agree. I agree ever so slightly. Ever so slightly. If there was a percentage, it'd be forty one percent agree, forty nine percent. I mean, fifty one percent agree, forty nine percent disagree. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm just mad they and again forgive the the, the phrasing here. I'm I'm just sad they shafted love sausage. <laughs> like <laughs> he's a quintessential character in the comics, and he was reduced to just like a, a, literally a, a dick of joke. frames of a joke. Yeah, <laughs> like Ralph Boner. Um, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Let's not bring up. Let's wound. not bring up some old wounds, shall we? <laughs> It, I don't think it's still. I don't think it counts as a wound yet. It's just still healing. <laughs> right. So, um, let's get into sort of why people should start and like how people should start getting into comics and stuff like that. Because I think I've noticed with a lot of people and like people who don't read comics but who like the movies and TV shows, I get a lot of the same sort of things. Like, oh, there's just so much out there, or it's very intimidating in certain sense because there's just a lot to read or they don't know how to sort of act within the community and comic book stores. So I thought let's sort of talk about it. And first of all, let's get some of the common misconceptions out the way. The first one I wanted to bring up is you don't have to start at issue number one. Michael, do you want to, do you want to elaborate on, on that? Okay. So guys, I hope you're all listening. Be ready. So for example, issue 28 of a particular comic came out. That may be a new story arc altogether, introducing you to uh, the character that you already know or you're interested in. And it's just, it's just slightly just, it's just, it's world building again. So you don't need to go, you don't need to backtrack to go forward. You just continue from where you started from. That's the best way I can explain that. Because it is forever going on, but it's still something new. Like, let's say a day of your life, you don't know what's going to happen that particular day, you just woke up. Yeah, if that's the best way to advise, explain it in a dumbed down version. Oh, I'm with that. Yeah? yeah, Shogun, you agree? Yeah, I agree. Okay. With that. I also think um, what's really good, like when I started reading comics and maybe got like, I remember a lot of the comics, the early ones I had was like the '90s, like the '90s detective comics. So we were in like issues six hundred and something. You know what I mean? And and like to me as a kid, I was like, whoa, there's like six hundred of these out there. Like so. 
for, and I always used to like in they don't so so much do it anymore but like in the older comics they would like say something and then you get a little asterisk and at the bottom of the page see issue x for like for more elaboration on this story and for me that would be like oh fuck there's more to this story there's more stuff i can explore and then that would incite me to actually go and find these other issues and find these other stories to see what they were talking about so like you know you can jump in at whatever issue i think because you're going to find something new and interesting to build on these characters or even something that you already knew but want to expand upon in issues before or something like that i'm not gonna lie that there was the most smartest thing they did in the comic book industry because that made me spend more money on comics (laughs) (laughs) definitely because you're just like wait no i need to know more about this particular thing now and then you go into that particular like issue and you're like finally i'll get the answers and then there's another thing that says oh for more on this see issue so and you're like damn it right trust me like for example like my cousin, he's re- re- he started reading the Flash now, yeah, and he goes, Michael, I need to get this comic. What what is it about? I go download the digital one. He goes, why? Because I've got the real one, and you're not touching that one. <laughs> so I've got the I've got the whole collection of the Flash from 1985, Volume Two, to all the way ongoing to this time now. So wow. I remember me during lockdown. Ah, oh, I got the you know what, Jogan. Don't tell me where you live. Do not tell me where you live. <laughs> because certain comics will go missing. Yeah, no. Maybe your whole collection. I don't know. I'm greedy like that. This, this is my prized possession. For 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 those listening, it's it's the flash of two worlds. Uh for all of those who can't see it. <sighs> oh. Michael Michael's just feeling that now. He's just like, damn. One minute, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, how did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but it's just one of the things there is that when you have a collection and and when you read a certain thing, it, it points out a particular comic, you get, oh yeah, I read the issue. I know what that's about. It makes you feel good about yourself and you continue what you're reading and you go on that way. Or sometimes it, it gives you an asterisk to tell you what's going on and it tells you to backtrack and you may have forgotten. So you go back to that particular comic and it re-enlights you and blows your mind even further. You think to yourself, oh my God, wow. Like... I like, I don't know, who's your favourite writer? Sorry, guys, I know I'm just adding the question extra, but who's your favourite writer? Currently or in general? Yesterday, currently, currently, currently. Currently, I'd probably say Tom King. You read my mind, sorry. Because there's that that dude, man. uh, uh, The thing is, when I read Mr. Miracle, right? Yeah. That was one of the most emotional experiences I've ever had reading or watching anything. Whoa, like emotional. V- ma- honestly, like I re- <laughs> I was in a um a Waterstones cafe. Yeah. Right? I had some time before my shift started at work. So I thought I'll I'll go there. I'll have some I'll have a cup of coffee and I'll, I've got my Mr. Miracle. I'll read it. And I got to the issue of of the birth scene. Right. And by the end of it I was in tears. I was actually sobbing reading this, and I and then I, I had to check, and I was like, "Oh shit, I'm in the middle of a Waterstones cafe, pouring my eyes out over a Mr. Miracle comic." <laughs> <laughs> okay, and and, and from books. then on, I was like, "You know what, Tom King, I will read from that moment, even if I don't like it, I will still pick up everything you write because because you've earned that." 
And also, obviously, the vision is spectacular as well. I'm going to change my one to uh, Sean Murphy. Because, yes, yes, yes. White Knights. Curse of the White Knights and the white the first one. Oh, my God. I like how he, how he did that with Jack Napier or Joker, for example. I liked how he went about it. How he made him look like, okay, he's just gone insane and he's suing the whole of Gotham for just taking advantage of someone that had mental illness and he's taking his tablets and stuff. I was like, whoa. And he's even giving Joker a name. We didn't know his name, but he's giving Joker a name in this in this alternate reality. So Sean Murphy, and the fact that Sean Murphy not only just wrote the story and everything, he also added his art to it as well. It gave it, I know, I liked how, I know it's an alternate reality or uh, Elseworlds story, but I liked how Batman was, Nightwing, Barbara Gordon, Jason Todd, like how we just meet these ha- characters and Curse of the White Knight as well. We were Azrael. Yo, it's like, what was he thinking? And that, when you pitch this, his execution, it just left me wanting more. Every single time, every single ep- uh, issue that came out, I just wanted to get more. I just wanted to get it, just read it again. I think to myself, oh my God, this is this is so wicked. The covers of it was cool. The story was cool. The artwork was dope. And I always recommend it to other people. That's that's a fucking great pull there. Uh, what about you, Tom? What's your favorite? Apart from Grant, we know Grant Morrison's your favorite. <laughs> yeah. Might as well say Grant Morrison is. Grant Morrison is. Yeah, Grant Morrison is. <laughs> Um, but if we're going like sort of more current writers, I, I gotta say it's it's probably a three way tie between uh, Tom Taylor, Jonathan Hickman, and Marvel's very own Grant Morrison, Al Ewing, who is just outstanding. Like Al Ewing is just I I cannot put into words how outstanding his work is. His Ultimates was fantastic. Ultimates Two was even better. And Immortal Hulk, as I've said before, is just one of the, it's just ah oh, it's just peak. It's just so good. Everything everything Al Ewing writes is golden. But it's how he's okay. For example, I'm not a really big Hulk fan. Yes, I have a few Hulk comics with certain arc story arcs and stuff. What's going on? But Al Ewing, yeah, how he how he's gone about it with um, the Immortal Hulk. That's the first time ever in my life, I can tell you this now, I regret not collecting that comic from the beginning. Same. I was never a Hulk fan much. Like, I, I always kind of liked when he, like, showed up, when it's just like, oh, shit, it's the Hulk. This is a big deal. Because it's always like, yeah, Planet Hulk was great. World War Hulk was great. But other than that, he's never been on my radar of, like, favorite characters. And then it was just, like, when... You could tell which pages of No Surrender Al Ewing was writing when they brought back Hulk and then they were kind of like, he was teasing what was to come in his series. And I, straight away I was like, this I, I'm loving this already. All of a sudden I'm loving how the Hulk is written. Like I'm feeling the fear of everyone when he shows up. Whereas before it's just kind of like, oh, everyone is scared of him. Now it was like, I'm terrified of him. And just, it carries on in his series. It's just like, it's so beautifully done. And I think everyone should pick it up. If you're going to start in comics, that's how you should start with Immortal Hulk. Oh, wow. So that's what you're going to say, yeah. Immortal Hulk people, yeah. There we go. We can uh, end the podcast now. That's uh, that's that done. Okay, cool. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's a great pull. I haven't read the whole series, but I have to agree. Like Al Ewing's Immortal Hulk is chef's kiss. It's... 
It's phenomenal. And obviously, as I always say, Alex Ross on the covers. I mean, come on. Oh, right. Come on. That's enough of a reason to get into comics. Alex Ross's artwork. It's, ah. Read Kingdom Come, people. It's, ah. You get get a whole comic of his artwork, and it's Mark Wade writing it. So, I mean, ooh. It's in my pile Mark Wade was a good writer of The Flash as well. I love these stories where he told of The Flash. Yeah, he was he was the one who made me love Wally West as the Flash. And Wally West is the one true Flash. Screw Barry Allen. You know what? I don't actually love you for that one. I will, you know, Shogun, if you were here in person, I'll give you a big, tight hug and say yes. And I'd know. allow it because I've, I've been vaccinated. I've seen, uh, I've seen your cosplays, Michael, on Twitter. I've seen you love uh, Wally West. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, another misconception I think people have is that comic book shops are unfriendly places to go in. Oh? <laughs> like, I think there seems to be this misconception about, you know, um, like, remember comic book guy from The Simpsons? Of course. Yeah, yeah. He was just like an ass and stuff like that. And I think like a lot of the public got that sort of idea that it's like, oh, you know, you don't want to get, yeah, it's very snobbery and sort of they're all unfriendly. And I'm just, I want to sort of put that thing to bed and say it is, well, like any retail store, you can get bad stores. But in my experience, on the whole, Comic book stores are the most lovely, warm, friendly places I've ever been to, filled with just nerds like me after a great story. Uh, but Michael, what what are your thoughts on like comic book stores and why comic book stores are so important? Well, first of all, comic book stores are important because, let's say the younger generation now, at least they've got somewhere to go and at least they know where to get their source of material from as well as get the toys and other expensive items that are there, i.e. birthdays or Christmases. Hint, hint, wink, wink, guys. If you want the guys going to get me anything, there, you know where to go. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> also, I disagree. It's the most friendliest place you can go to. Like, for example, you're just going, no one's going to be disturbing you. If you're unsure of something, you can ask someone. They will point it out to you. They're not going to cuss you. They're going to kick it out the way. I'm not going to lie. When I've gone out to, let's say, central London, I'm going to a restaurant with a particular girl at a time, and we're really early, I go, oh, can we, let's go for a little wonder. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. You know, you know where yeah. you're going. Yeah, I know where I'm going as well. And I'm taking to the comic book store. And I'm going to say, oh, oh, this is a comic book store. Let's pop in. Like I didn't know it was there already. We're walking, and sh- I'm, I'm showing them a, a world of that I, I'm exposing my world, and then I'm gonna see how they take it in, and it gets them thinking, oh my god, and they and automatically you know their minds already looking at the, all the particular stuff, they're picking it out, they're reading it, they're looking at it, and in my head I'm thinking, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. So I disagree. I disagree with that conception. If they if they go if they, I like to say if they go with someone they know, maybe they feel more comfortable about it. But if you go on your own. No one's gonna be there to attack you or undermine you or make you look stupid. Trust me. I used to go to a lot of comic book stores. Go to Mega City Comics in uh, Camden. Go to um, Gosh Comics in Soho. Go to again in um, go to um, the tourist place called Forbidden Planet in in Covent Garden. Go to another one in there, Leicester Square. Uh, what's that? Called? Uh, it's called Orbital Comics. Yeah, I don't go there no more because I just I get my comics elsewhere. Oh, if you don't live in London, you don't you live at the outskirts. There's Croydon, there's uh, a Forbidden Planet there, as well as a, a place in space. 
they'd be more than happy to reach out to you guys and talk to you guys. And I just mentioned just five coin box stores already in the London area. There's a lot more. Trust me. Guys, go. Go. Go with your loved ones. Go with someone that you have that that likes, that knows comics if you want to, if you don't want to go on your own. You will not feel alone or you won't feel like you've been attacked by anyone. It is heaven. Exactly. Like most people who read comics, they don't want well, maybe movies, but like there there's a there doesn't seem to be a lot of gatekeeping. Like a lot of the time people who already read comics want more people to be reading more comics. So they're going to be like, if you don't know what to get, they're going to be like, well, why don't you try this or this or this? They're not going to be like, hey, what are you doing here? Get out, newbie. Like, they're going to be willing to help you find stuff that you might be interested in. And also, I think what's great about comic book stores and the staff there a lot of the time is they recommend stuff to me that I would never have thought of picking up on my own. And then through that, I've discovered a whole new comic that I never would have read and absolutely love i get a lot of that with actually the more independent stuff like if they say oh check out this new image uh, line or whatever i'm just oh fuck okay i'll read that and then all of a sudden it becomes my favorite comic that i'm reading so that's also a big uh, advocate for me for comic book stores that they introduce you to stuff you might not have thought you would have liked as well Tom, uh, what is sort of your experience with the uh, comic book stores? Usually, I, I just get super chatty with whoever is working there, just just because like like straight away. You, usually, if I go into a comic book store, I know what I'm, I'm like trying to get. So then, usually, I'll just be like, "Ah, oh, do you have this comic in?" And they'll just be like, "Ah, oh, yeah, we've got this." And then, like, it just starts a conversation, and it is always very friendly. Like, I've been to several stores in Cardiff, in Ponty, uh, in Swansea as well. There's a couple of great stores down in Swansea. And just I've had a good experience every time. And kind of like you guys say, me as the self-titled comic book shogun, if I was in a comic book store flipping through something and someone came up to me and was just like, oh, excuse me, I, I, I don't really know much about comics. This is really like my first time like picking anything up. And they like showed me a comic they were like thinking of picking up. I would be more than happy to like not just like, I wouldn't just brush them off with a, oh yeah, that, that's good. I'd be more than happy to like, take the time to like go in, in deep about it and just show them some other comics and be like, oh, well, if, if you like this sort of thing, maybe you should try this or maybe that's not for you and maybe you should go into something like this as well. Because like you said, Jake, I want more people to get into comics. I keep trying to get all my friends into comics. I keep giving them comics to like read and stuff and just like, yeah. So I just, I just think uh, whilst there may be a couple of bad eggs out there and maybe one or two stores with like pricks working there or like going there, you, I, I think it's highly unlikely you're going to bump into them. I think they're just like a, an exception that proves the rule. Anywhere else you go, you're going to have a wonderful time. And I mean, you're going to be leaving with comics. So, I mean, well, I don't see what the issue is. Don't see what, what, what's, no what's the problem. Hey, I didn't even. I didn't even. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just like so used to doing puns now that I'm doing them without realizing. That's great. I have ascended. <laughs> but yeah, just support your local comic book stores. What are your sort of local ones, um, Tom? Well, there's a great little stall in pont Market, which uh, sells, like, does, doesn't seem to have many of, like, the up-to-date comics, but it's great for just picking up some, like, so I picked up some, like, 80s and 90s, like Doctor Strange there, and some Ghost Rider as well, which was really cool. There's obviously a Forbidden Planet in Cardiff. Um, there's another 
comic book store that I forget the name of, but it's kind of like on the other side of Cardiff. Yes. Comic Guru. Comic Guru. Yeah, I've been in there a few times and such an amazing collection of stuff in there. Like way more than just like the Marvel DC stuff. Um, I've picked up some really great stuff from there before. Yeah, so I got the X-Men God Loves Man Kills from the store in Newport. Oh, fuck. You got God Loves Man Kills? Yeah, man. The uh, What's your address again? Extended Cut <laughs> Edition. Yeah. I just thought I, just, I was like, ooh, the Extended Cut. I need that. Um, so, yeah, one of the most, one of the greatest X-Men comics of all time. Just no big deal. Just basically anywhere you go, you're going to be able to find, like, at least three or four comic book stores. And they're all amazing, to be honest. I mean, yeah, just, just, just go find them go into your city you'll find them just on the high streets they have a very distinctive smell uh <laughs> they do <laughs> and yeah just support your local comic book art uh, stores pick up as many comics as you can and then you can rub your friends noses in the fact that you know more about uh moon knights than them when the new moon knight series comes out you can get ahead of the game think how cool it will be for your friends to be like teach us the ways of the moon knight and also i want to say to people like I understand nowadays comics can be quite expensive, especially certain issues. So don't also feel pressured to buy anything. Like you buy what you can afford. And a lot of the time, what I've sort of transcended into now, I don't buy single issues as much. I tend to buy the trade paperbacks or the omnibuses or sort of like the big collections. Those sometimes can be a cheaper alternative if you want to sort of, you know, spend a big splash at one go. You can get like, 30, 40, 60 pounds, get some big omnibuses and they're more bang for your buck per issue that way. So there's also that. Um, another sort of misconception I think people should get over is that comics are not just for superheroes, people. There is, like, this is the argument I have with a lot of people who say, oh, the, the superhero genre and film is, is killing film and all that. I'm like, no, 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 you, you don't get it. Like, you don't get it, like comic book is not a genre it's not a style it's not something that should be you know this is how the structure of a comic book film or a comic book should be a comic book is a medium it is an experience and in that experience yes you have superheroes which are predominantly you know at least 80 percent of the marketplace i would say with the big two pumping out but you also have westerns you have sci-fi you have crime you have weird sex adventures you can have absolutely anything in comics that is not just superheroes uh, michael uh, w do you have anything else to say about that like any other sort of genres that people can explore within comics well to be fair before it is that comic books started as uh like all the murder mysteries and all the detectives all that before it before the superheroes came out originally so and yeah i i agree with you it's not just a it's not just a genre it's actually a medium that's what it is. Like a book is a medium. That's what it is. You know what I mean? Music is a medium. Comics is another medium in itself. So if someone's saying, oh yeah, the comic book, uh, the comic book genre is, is is just too much now, Naji, what it is is that they took they saw this in a comic book and now they were adapted to a film. That's it. Same thing, same horror is a genre. You understand? There's there's a difference there now. So when you're saying, ah, oh, I'm seeing too many horror films or zombie films, that's the genre of it, because it's horror. 
Now, I don't understand how people can put superheroes as a genre because it comes from the medium of comics. So, but I get the misconception, idiots. But yeah. <laughs> so do I. I always point to people to like the MCU as a perfect example. I go, well, The Winter Soldier's a, a political thriller. Ant-Man's a heist movie. You know, Guardians is a space opera. You know, they're not comic book films. Well, they are, but they're, oh, they're their own genre within being a comic book film. Exactly. Oh. Chef Kiss. You're exactly right about that one. Uh, right. So let's move on then to, like, Michael, Do you? what are your sort of steps for starting into, let's say I'm a newbie. I've come to you, oh gracious comic connoisseur. I am a young grasshopper. Please teach me the ways. What is the f- the first sort of steps, in your opinion, of how to go about reading comics? Simple. Who's your favorite superhero? And start from there. Literally, that's it. It's si- as simple as that. I always ask them, who's your favorite superhero? Well, I'm really feeling this particular superhero. Oh, you like Spider-Man? Okay, that's great. Cool. Take you to the comic book store and uh, I'll either one just get you the first issue not the f- no pun intended like as the first issue not issue number one like the issue that it's actually started from or we're up to date with and then read it from that and they like it then they can go back to backtrack if they want to to like download it digitally or whatsoever or I could do a better one for them where I could just give them a like a stack of uh, comic books to read about that particular character so they can at least know the saga that happens like for example not saying they should read this one the clone conspiracy Oh, yeah, that, that's definitely the worst one. Is he, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a sore issue around this uh, this podcast as well. <laughs> <laughs> that clone saga. Say, like, oh, they're interested. Like, oh, Michael, I saw Miles Morales. I want to know more about him. Great. Do you want... I can even go... So do you want to backtrack or do you want to continue reading from where it currently happened? I just... Can I backtrack? Okay. Download... Um, comicology and start downloading those particular comics and if you like the first six issues or so continue continue reading and get a feel for it that way but my always my main thing is who's your favorite superhero and if they don't have one okay then that's down for me to do my due diligence now try and find out more about them just ask them oh, what are you really into i don't know are you, um i go you know what okay cool i hear what you're up to and everything do you used to watch power rangers back in the day yeah what do you think of it? It was a great show. I remember it, nostalgia. Okay, cool. Here's um, Boom Studios version of Power Rangers. It's it's similar to what we what we know about it, but it goes it goes more, much more in depth and it's a bit dark. Really? Yeah, it's more adult like, so it's not kids thing. It's not a kid like film. Okay, cool. They watch it. I mean, they read it, and if they like that, then they can go from there. They can make their own idea of what's going on or where they want to collect or where they want to go from to read or can come back to me and ask me something. Again, which I'd be more than happy to help them. But the starting point is always trying to find out what's your like who you're interested in. Or if you don't know it, just just try to delve in more. You agree, Shogun? Oh yeah, no, that that is like totally the way I, I look at it. Is like if you know you have a favorite superhero, which at this point in time, thanks to the MCU, kinda thanks to DC and all that. Yeah, everyone should be now like if they don't have a favorite, they should at least be like, Oh well I found Black Widow kind of cool. Well, then here's a bunch of Black Widow comics that you can read. And that is the best way. Find a character that you like, that you resonate with. And just what I... Okay, so for example, when I was starting to get into DC, I noticed that I was really liking Green Lantern. So I thought, right, I want to get into Green Lantern. How do I do this? So I just Googled online, best Green Lantern stories, best Green Lantern writers. Um, And then I kind of just like 
cherry picked a few. So, for example, I read uh, Emerald Dawn because that is like the post-crisis uh, origin of uh, of Hal Jordan. Um, so I read that and Emerald Dawn too, where it delves into his relationship with Sinestro a bit more, which I can love. Sinestro is one of the best DC villains. And then, like, I found out, yeah, Jeff Johns took over the character in 2005. And he kind of, not so much reinvented the character, but he, like, recontextualized the Green Lantern history. And just, like, it was a good starting point for a novice to the Green Lantern lore. I read it and loved it straight away. Just got so into it. Alongside that, then, because, like, I was reading that and enjoying it. And then I was told, oh, you will also, if you're reading this run... You want to read Infinite Crisis because uh, it's got a lot of background in there. So I got into Infinite Crisis. And then through that, it's again, just like as you're reading more comics, you will find more characters that you love. You'll have like guest appearances from characters. And you're like, oh, he seems cool or she seems cool. I'm going to dive into that. And it's just that's the best way to do it, really. It's like don't think too much about like, oh, I need to read all of Marvel in chronological order, starting with uh, like Marvel's issue one. Like, if you're going on this journey into mystery, that was on purpose, um, you just you just dive, pick a point, dive in, fill in the gaps yourself. If you come to the end of, like, an arc and you're like, I'm not really sure what happened to you. I feel like I needed more background information. Get that background information, then reread that arc. Because it will be... That's the great thing about comics as well, is, like, I can come back to Infinite Crisis constantly. Because every time I come back to it, I have read more of the DC universe. And so there are things that before I'd be like, oh, I, I don't understand the big deal here. Then I come across it again after like learning more. And it's like, I understand why now that this is a, a huge deal. And I'm actually psyched for it, even though I knew this was coming because I've read it before. So I think that is just, just the best way is just find what you resonate with and just spin off from there. I mean, maybe you read the comics and you're just like, no, no, I'm just going to stick to only reading Green Lantern comics. Maybe. The likelihood is you're just going to be like, who's the question? I need to know more about him. Who, who's this? <laughs> Wait, wh- where's, there's a Batwoman? There's what? She's awesome. And what? Oh, oh my God. There's, there's an, another question and she's a woman now. This is awesome. And that is going to be what, what happens. And I think that is just, that is another reason why comics are so great because you're constantly discovering things that you didn't think you'd love, but you actually do love. So yeah, I think that the best thing to do is just like take the plunge. Don't be too scared, too intimidated by everything because you're never going to read everything. You only need to read en- enough to like understand what you want to understand. I'll call myself a comic connoisseur and I haven't read everything. Yeah, I've not read everything and I've tried. Like even I've really even tried. with your 41,000 comics, that's probably what? Tip of the maybe ice 2% it. of every collection in the world. Thank you. Exactly. It's nuts because I, I like that because some people do think, oh, do I have to start from all this at the beginning of here? I think to myself, why would you think that? Because for them, it, it, that's how it makes sense. But it's not like that. And when you break it down to them, they go, oh, I always I say to some people as well, when you, watch, when you watch a Batman film, that film's not connected, it's connected to the second one, to the first one, but you still watch the second one and you go on from there. Because I, I remember me, um, I was dating one Australian girl. And she loved The Dark Knight. I went, oh, wow. So, do you remember in Batman Begins? Da, da, da. She goes, I never watched that. I went, what? How? How? For me, it didn't make sense how you could skip Batman Begins but go straight into The Dark Knight. But for her, 
she just only knew the Dark Knight. That was wicked, and that was. It. She didn't even watched the third one. She just watched the, the Dark Knight. That was it. And I went to myself, okay. So when I explained to her when about comics now, I go, look, just how you watched the Dark Knight, but you didn't watch Batman Begin or the Dark Knight Rises. It makes sense. You can continue from from where that comic starts from, and from continue and go on further from there. If you want to go back, just how how you guys have said, go back, research more, do you do diligence, but that's down to you. But most people just think, oh, I had to start from issue one back in 1941 or whatever and read it from all day to make sense of it all. But nah, gee, you don't have to. I've done that. I don't know why, but I did it. But yeah. I, I just think like, especially if you're starting at DC, just start from the post-Crisis on Infinite Earths world because it's just nice and cohesive then because it is like a fresh start. DC is really nice like that. More so than Marvel, DC will literally destroy their universes so they can start afresh so that like they can bring in new fans and you can just be like, oh, I understand now. How many fans are destroy the universe now? About five? Uh, six or seven, I think. <laughs> See? Yeah. No, in crisis, so how many fans did they destroy the universe like, for them to restart all over again? Yeah, well, there was like the original like Crisis on Two Earths and then just various crises that teamed up the JSA and JLA. Then there was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Then there was Zero Hour Crisis in Time, Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, Heroes in Crisis. A lot of crisis uh, going on in DC. <laughs> Heroes in Crisis. Don't read Heroes in Crisis. They did my man Wally dirty. He's still, he's still sore about that one. They ruined um, Wally West. <laughs> Yeah, like you guys said, I also think I would ask people, like, what type of books do you read? What type of movies do you watch? What type of TV shows do you watch? And like like we were saying, it's not just about superheroes. And someone said, oh, you know what? I'm actually, I really like my Netflix true crime, you know, uh, sort of stuff. And you go, well, here's Ed Brubaker's Criminal. You're going to fucking love this. And that's nothing to do with co- with superheroes at all. That is a pure crime noir story. You're in and out, and it's, it's it's phenomenal. And as well, I'd point out to, like, Sin City or something like that. Or someone says, you know what? I really like Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter and fantasy. I said, well, you've got to read Saga. In fact, every person on the planet should be reading Saga. Because it is, like you say, uh, Tom, about the Immortal Hulk being the best comic title in 21st century, I'm going to give that title to Saga by Brian K. Vaughan because I think that shit is phenomenal in every sense and that again it's not superheroes it's just this weird fantasy space opera love story and it it will make you cry and it will make you laugh in in the best way possible and also if we're recommending like some crime or like true crime or noir books uh marcus echoes 118 uh was it 1800 call the killer uh killer guy yeah 1800 killer guy yeah Pick up that. That's really awesome. And the rest of his uh, Culver City Chronicles as they come out. And, you know, as, as we said earlier, like, comics can be expensive. And, like, now more than ever, especially, like, those single issues, I'm like, what? Four pounds for a single issue? Like, like when I start, they were, like, 75p to a pound when I started collecting. And I'm like, this is getting out of hand. So the best thing I think I can think you do now is that if you're strapped for cash and you want to get into comics but you don't have the finances i think your best place is your local library now like back when i was a kid we we didn't have comics and libraries that was like what no you, you that's not a thing libraries are a place for educational books literature you know that sort of thing but <laughs> but now 
it's a completely different world with, you know, the, the popularity of comic books and superheroes. Most of your local libraries will have a huge selection of comics that you can just rent out for free. And in fact, if you're looking for something and they haven't got it, they'll likely order it in for you and add it to their collection of comics. So I think that is one of the best things libraries have done recently is add this huge collection of comics and graphic novels to them so people can check them out for free. Yeah. I will second that by even saying get Marvel Unlimited because that's like, what, is it a month or three months free? Can you get that in the UK? I thought that was US only. I thought it was, you can get in the UK, Marvel Unlimited. Did not know that. I thought can it was US only. Can. I think I think you can. At least you can you can get the app from the app store. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the very yeah. least. That's a, a, well, yeah, Marvel Unlimited, definitely. That's something that you can definitely get. What well, I'm saying it is, anyway. And they give you some kind of offer for the first, like, three months. It's free, so you can just rinse out as many comics you can that's Marvel-related on there. And you can just enjoy it and just delve and just dig from there. So that's something that I recommend. Any any for you, Tom? I I'm per- like personally like if you know someone who owns a lot of comics, they'll likely just lend them to you. I will, like, <coughs> I, will, I will like lend my comics to well not anyone. I need to know I can trust them with my babies. Um, but yeah, I will always have like if someone was just like like if my housemate one day decided to go, you know what? I'd really like to get into the Batman comics. I take all the Batman comics that I bought off Jake, and I would just dump them on his bed and be like, read these, you bastard, read them. So yeah, that's always a good thing. Just find your nerdiest friends. They're bound to have some comics you can borrow, again, if you're strapped for cash. Yeah, I think that those are really like the best ways that we can probably like legally talk about on on, on the show. <laughs> 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 Look, we we all get we all get really broke sometimes. We all get really broke sometimes. <laughs> Look, people they they know they know they know what they we know. mean. They know what they we know. mean. But the fact is, is like if you choose to do that, you just got to make sure that when you're not cash strapped, you do support your local comic book stores, and in turn support the comic book artists. So thank them for getting you through those rough times. I know I have. And you know what actually also saves you some money? What a lot of comic book stores do is that if you set up a poll list with them, they will usually give you like some sort of discount because you're subscribed to them. Like I know my local gives me a 10% discount on all issues because I've got an ongoing poll list with them for certain issues. Okay. What I do, uh, like for example, I have a few friends that when they go, they're interested in comics, I go buy a bunch online. Uh, this is with a place in space. Um, if you buy over five or five or more, you get 25% off. That is amazing for me. I was like, whoa. But I got a standing order with that particular company. And yeah, um, yeah, your local comic book store guys support them. They give you a nice discount. And yeah, I can't go wrong with that. Jake, Tom, you guys are definitely right about that. Local comic book store. Support them. Support them. Or else Shogun will show you something. And I, you don't want me. You don't want me to come around your house. Because I'm going to rub something. <laughs> it would be very inconvenient. Like I'll probably take your charges. So you can't charge oh. nothing. Oh, man. That's brutal. Oh, man. Imagine waking oh, up, your alarm oh. doesn't go off. You can't wake up because your alarm won't go off. Your charger's gone. Dude. It's just oh, gone. I'd be, I'd be very inconvenient. I just steal all the plugs in your house. Just steal them all. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so I was just going to threaten to beat the shit out of them. Uh... Nah, 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 that's boring. <laughs> that's boring, man. you got to fuck with their minds, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, before we get out of here, 
Mike, can you recommend three things people should read? And I'm going to make it interesting. So one has to be a current ongoing series. Yeah. Two has to be a graphic novel. So like a solo a solo story. Okay. And th- and three can be maybe w- actually what's a character that people should be reading that are, people are sleeping on. So there you go. Those are your three there. Okay. Uh, ongoing series. I'm gonna recommend something clean the children from Boom Studios. That there. Oh my god. I can't. Oh. I don't want to ruin it, but put it this way, yeah. The title says enough in itself. Leave it as that. Graphic novel. You just threw me right in there, the graphic novel. Because mm. Okay, graphic novel. I will choose. It has to go to Killing Joke. I always go, I always go to Killing Joke. It's because the way it tells a story of the origin of the Joker in this particular way and how it is, even though that's not the truth, that's not, that's one, well, again, it, it, it ties into another story of the three, joke, the three Jokers. I like, I like how it is and how it even ends. And, the inter- and okay, now you got one for interesting character. I would say Etrigan, but he has got enough comics for him there and they've quite, okay. Let me think. Let me think of an interesting character. Interesting character. Interesting character. Interesting character. Or not, maybe not necessarily a character or a series that, or something else that people should, like you know one that people are sleeping on. But whilst he's thinking on that, I'm because you mentioned Etrigan. I'm just going to say, if you want to be a comic book fan, you should know the works of Etrigan. There had to be done. Had to be done. Fuck. <laughs> Okay, a comment that people are sleeping on. I will say, I will go for Power Rangers. I know it sounds corny and cheesy because it's a kids show, but my God, what happens in the comics? Again, Boom Studios, again, they're doing their job. It is, it is dark, it's phenomenal, and you see certain backstories about particular characters that you didn't think, like Rita Repulsa, even Zordon, and even an alternate version of the Green Ranger. Or Lord, Lord Dracon, which is basically an evil version of the Green Ranger and the White Ranger combined. Like, who thinks of these things? But it's it's so dope of a story. I know it's a bit far-fetched and fantasy-like sometimes, but I don't hear people talk about that story enough. But something is killing the children, definitely. Batman the Killing Joke, definitely. And the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, or it's now called Power Rangers. And also there's another one called Mighty Morphin. Definitely by Boom Studios. All great pulls there. Uh, Tom, what about yours? Oh, now this is this is definitely going to be a, a a tough one now. Okay, so for ongoing series, I know which one you're going to pick. <laughs> Do you? Do you? Do you though? If you don't pick it, I'll be surprised. Okay, I feel like I'm going to have to surprise you now. I'm going to go. For, well, I don't know actually, because this might be the one you're thinking of, <laughs> but. I'm going to say for best ongoing at the moment, Many Deaths of uh, Layla Starr from Boom Studios. Oh, yes. The, you've mentioned that in the show a couple of times. Boom Studios are doing the thing. They really are. They really are. Like, I'm loving Boom Studios at the moment. Everyone support Boom Studios. They're amazing. Um, oh, best graphic novel. That's a difficult one. 
I know. That's why I had to keep it original. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can go for a classic if you want, Tom. Like one that's it's, like. It's like, like I'm trying to think of like. Does this class as a graphic novel, or was it like a bunch of issues that I just have as like an omnibus thing? Which is well, what what is it? Because omnibuses don't necessarily equate to a graphic novel. I know, but you right? can um, have like issues, you know, that I, are compiled I'm, into a graphic. You know novel. what? I'm going to go for this. It might technically be cheating, but I don't think you're going to disagree with me on it. And that's All Star Superman. If like the, it's it's the Superman. It's the story. Superman story for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just one hundred percent. Smiling guys, those are listening. I'm smiling. He is, he is, and it's beautiful. Um, and then for what was the third one? So character everyone is sleeping on. Yeah, or 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 a series. Yeah, probably the question. I feel like not enough people are into the question. Bugger, got mine. <laughs> yeah, not enough people are into the question, and he's he's amazing. the death like, of Vic Sage. Death of Vic Sage is fucking amazing. Denny O'Neill's like run post crisis was just some of the best comics I've ever read, and Renee Montoya's time as the question was also fucking fantastic. So yeah, the question people are sleeping on him, her, him, her, them, both. Let's see what both I got. Um, ongoing Rorschach, because I I think. Once again, Tom King is doing stellar work, and and especially if you're a fan of the t- of the HBO show, that ties into that as well. So there's some there's, if you're a fan of that, there's a good one to check out. Graphic novel. I'm gonna cheat a bit as well, since you're gonna you're like you could comp- compiled it into an omnibus. I'm gonna go with planetary. Like if the planetary omnibus, like. If you're into sci-fi weird shit, that's the thing for you. And you can get that. It's a complete story. Just one big omnibus. That, that You'll be amazed of what comics can do with that. And then uh, something that people should be checking out. Um, Berserker. With Keanu yes. Reeves. Yes. The Keanu Reeves. Comic. Oh, yes. Yes. You know what? I didn't know. What, I didn't know how to pronounce that title because I was like, because... I'm dyslexic, so I'm thinking, uh, it's BR, uh, and I was like, you know what, forget it. But yeah, Berserker, yeah, that's, yeah, thank you, yeah. It's, look, it's fucking awesome, it's metal as fuck, and it was also designed to be adapted, so I can't wait to see the movie of it as well. So yeah, those are my picks. Are they making it into a movie or a TV series? Uh, both. Whoa. Yeah. John uh, Keanu Reeves will be in the movie. I think like the TV series is going to be like a spin-off or something. Berserkerverse. That's wow. what we're getting. Wow. Netflix, man. Wow. Netflix got that money, man. <laughs> Tell me about it. I know that much. Definitely. All right. So um, that's it. We're at the end of the show now. Michael, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It's been an absolute blast having you on Geeking Out, talking about comics. Uh, thank you, guys. It's been a true honor. I, you know what? I would love to come back again. Like, seriously, because talking with you, Jake, Tom, like, for me, it's been a... It didn't feel like as long as I thought it would be. Because I thought it would be, like, maybe, like, an hour and a half, two hours. But we spoke with what? It was just underneath an hour. Bang! And it doesn't even feel like that. So those that are listening, you're in for a treat. Well, not. You really got the treat now. You know what I mean. By the way, <laughs> um, but yeah, like, 
<laughs> but yeah, thank you guys for inviting me to come to your show. I'm truly honored and touched. Thank you. No worries, man. I'm sure we'll have you on the show very soon. We'll we'll think of something to bring you back on. There's always something to talk about. Uh, Michael, where can the people listening be able to like, if you want to, you know, uh, plug yourself and see where they can check you out online and what and what you're getting up to? Well, you can find me on my Instagram at M I C H A E L A J I H. That that is name Michael Aji. Just my name. Or they can go on YouTube and type in Comic Connoisseur. And uh, yeah, those are two places you can find me that way. Trust me, guys. You just you will see some of my material. I haven't made nothing new of recent um, due to the fact that I've got a job now. Oh, and that takes up most of my life. Being a manager, I didn't think it'd be so hard and time consuming, but yeah, it is. But um, yeah, that's where you can find me, guys. Awesome stuff. Nice, uh, Tom. Yourself, as per usual, you can find me on Twitter at Gapper Boy. That's uh, G-A-P-P-E-R-B-O-I, where at the moment it is just mostly taken up of me sharing screenshots from my Mass Effect Legendary Edition playthrough because I'm just so happy the Legendary Edition is here. Um, but then once that's done, I will go back to posting about comics and I'm sure I'll find something new to f- hopelessly campaign for. Cap Wolf is not happening, but there could be something in the future tweet me your new campaigns tweet me something ridiculous you want to see in the mcu and i will do my damnedest to make it happen he wa- he wants cap wolf michael he i wants want cap mcu wolf. to bring in the cap wolf they could still do it they could <laughs> and they should it he was hoping for hilarious. it in the falcon and the winter soldier he was like give me cap wolf because with loki ultimate uh, realities and time and space mate, and everything you uh, don't know that show, yeah. mate, that show is anyone's game, that show. That, anything know, can so happen sorry. in that show, I it's think. It's looking promising. It's looking promising, but I don't want to get my hopes up too high just in case they break my heart. Let's fingers crossed. Let's fingers crossed. So, uh, yeah, same for me as well. You can find me on Twitter at Sweaty Jake, uh, and I'm also on Letterbox at Jake Hart, so get all my hot film takes right over there. And as for the show, you can find and follow us on Twitter at Capes, Cows, Masks. And we're also on Facebook at Capes, Cows and Masks. And if you're using Anchor, Spotify or Apple, give us a subscribe, give us a follow. And if you're on Apple, especially leave us a rating and a review as it all helps us go up in the rankings. But the best thing you can do, like we were talking about, about recommending comics, you can do the same with this podcast. Recommend us to all your geeky friends and let's keep expanding the family of capes cows and mass so thank you for listening everyone we'll see you all very soon bye bye now